You're listening to Right Way Tech Radio, where we introduce you to our certified engineers and technology partners. Now buckle up and relax as we guide you down the right path towards tech harmony. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Right Way Tech Radio. Our guest today previously worked with VMware for many years and is now the global field CTO of Cohesity. He's also a former New York Yankee and a very impressive professional rollerblader. We're talking about Mr. Rawlinson Rivera. Today we're digging into that pesky problem called mass data fragmentation. What it is and how Cohesity is solving the problem with the help of right systems. But before we begin, I have a little RSA PSA. Some listeners may start to notice a few episodes with competing guest partners. Please know that Right Systems is a vendor agnostic IT solutions reseller and that this podcast series is for informational purposes only. And now please welcome Rollinson Rivera. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on. We're so glad you can be with us here today. Uh, so Rollinson, from pitching for the New York Yankees and rollerblading professionally, I did not mean to laugh there, I promise, (laughs) 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 to to rollerblading professionally, how did you get into this line of work within the IT industry? Oh, God, that's a long story. But just to make it really short, um, you know, I've always been interested in technology. It's been like my passion for as long as I can remember, even though I lobby as other things in the past, um, professional sports and things of that nature. But to be just directly to the point, it all started while um, I used to travel a lot while doing some of these uh, rollerblading competitions around the world and things of that nature. And I wanted to learn or figure out how to play uh, network two laptops to play triple play baseball with another a friend of mine across the aisles on the plane. That obviously back then was not possible because we couldn't get Windows into your network things in that fashion. And it was very difficult, but it kind of got me to the point where I started thinking and I wanted to do that and just kind of became my most passionate sort of uh, uh, desire to go after. And that's how I kind of ended up uh, where I am today. That is one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard. (laughs) Definitely better than a lot of other stories. But, you know. (laughs) It's okay. It works sometimes, not always. Sometimes, you know, but it's good. (laughs) So today we're talking about Cohesity and right systems with mass data fragmentation, what exactly it is and how Cohesity and right systems are working together to tackle the issue. Um, Can you explain a little bit to us what what mass data fragmentation is and what is the importance of solving its challenges? Sure. Um, Loaded question there, but uh, let me take a really good step at it. So, you know, I think as of now, uh, we, we've been able to put a name to this issue. It's not a, a new problem. Uh, it's been a problem that's been ongoing for a very long time, and it's just beginning to sort of expand in, onto other uh, locations because as the world has changed and the public cloud utilization has become the normal, uh, it's important to kind of address this and kind of identify what this is. So basically, uh, the mass data fragmentation has to do with the 
with the growth and proliferation of information and data across multiple places, uh, multiple locations, multiple management silos, and now, as, as, we, as I kind of mentioned, uh, multiple clouds. And that impacts uh, the way in which data is managed, uh, it prevents organizations to, to take full advantage of their most valuable asset, which is the information they hold and they store, whether it be for themselves or a service they provide. But it keeps them from being able to you know, gain full access full, and explore the full value of their, of their information of the most valuable asset. Um, when you look at the amount of information uh, that any type of enterprise organization, it's not even only applicable to enterprise organizations, it's applicable to everybody. Most of the information and most of their value, the valuable data, it's something that is stored and it's not actively used by the majority of the systems, depending on the services they're providing and how they're sort of um, accessing that. Right? This type of information comes from many of the functions that are run within a business, within, within a data center. In particular, when you talk about storing data based on protection, the data that's backed up, data that's archived for retention or compliance periods and, and times, uh, data that sits in different file shares or, or that are utilized for development and testing, and then also even running, uh, trying to analyze and look at information of that data across multiple places. It becomes very challenging to do that um, because the data is kind of, sit, it sits in so many different places, which makes it very, very difficult. You know, in most cases, uh, any business, any organization can have a number of different management silos per se, where information could be managed in in different ways. Uh, for example, it could be protected, retained in, in, in many different ways. And it's probably even done with a multitude of solutions and products and infrastructures that are not meant to be sort of uh, integrated or work together. So in the, in the when it comes to keeping track of that and, and, and getting access to it effectively uh, is very challenging. And for that, um, it's something that it creates some, some really, really big problems. Um, when you look at the way in which now the business uh, or an enterprise tries to store or access information, whether it be a public or a private cloud or, or anything it is, uh, because an enterprise or a large business or, or a large organization will now utilize you know, on-premises data centers. It will use public cloud data centers. It will use remote offices. And now with the evolution of technology and the things how they evolve and they even use uh, data in, in what we call the edge in, in different edge locations to provide the service or gain access to what they need. The issue there is that with when you look at a, a, a conventional uh, infrastructure, that sort of can get out of control very quickly uh, because now you have the information that you need where you're gathering it from in different locations, different islands. You know, it's harder to maintaining control. You know, we're now creating information is being created and generated in a way that it's become, I don't want to say impossible, but very difficult to manage and maintain control of it uh, and have visibility to it. And because of that, we are exposed or businesses are exposed to a lot of different types of risks uh, regarding to uh, compliance, uh, um, uh, access, and all these different things that are available, that, that, are, that come to mind when it comes to, to accessing information. So this is something that is not new. This is something that's been ongoing for, you know, for, like I said, for many, many, many years. Just you know, anyone's been going through this. It's just that we now have a way to sort of put a name to it and sort of try and address it in a way that is somewhat significant. It could be understood by the general public. So this is basically like a slow accumulation of data, like a, kind of like a snowball effect of data. And then once it's so big, what do you do with it? Informa there's so much information floating around, it can get out. And then this is the process the solution sort of to try to solve that issue. Yeah, so you, you can say that, but think about it like this because of, so you can have the snowball effect 
in one place. But now that snowball needs to be retained, maintained, and replicated to different locations for business requirements of, of availability. Right? That, that availability comes at a cost where if I need to have data accessible in my on-premises data center, Mm-hmm. If something happens uh, in this an outage, you know, the business needs to be available, you know, always. So that information also then needs to be available on another location, whether it be another private data center or another public data center, uh, a public cloud. So the, the issue then becomes where now we have multiple copies of that information in multiple places, which are managed by probably totally different management tools and, and, and people and they have different skill sets. And that becomes very challenging to maintain. And as an organization grows and the demand becomes uh, from the business to, to be more reliable and more, you know, accessible and highly available, those things continue to happen. And now we have a slew of systems, uh, different solutions, different types of architecture, platforms holding this information, which are exposed to then their own types of risks, require their own access, requiring all these different components to actually, uh, you can have access, but then also control and maintain that data, um, which is then at that point uh, becomes a problem. Now, your information, your private IP is all over the place. And when you think you've secured uh, and done something that you want specifically to one portion of your data or something you're doing, you do it in one place. How is that going to be done and managed onto the, all the other ones? And then that becomes a risk from a access and management perspective. So what is Cohesity and Ray Systems doing together to ensure the security of all the data? Um, specifically, I know you talked about private versus public mm-hmm. cloud, um, other different ways to go about that. I guess talk to us a little bit about how we're, what, what we're doing to solve this. Sure. So there's a couple of things here which make... I mean, a perfect sentence. So from from our perspective, from our end, from the Cohesity side, uh, we are delivering a solution to this problem. It's not per se, you know, the, the silver bullet approach, but it has a completely new and profound approach to solve this problem from a technology perspective. So Cohesity is delivering a, a, a solution that is multi-cloud, Right, so it's, it suits uh, it solves a problem not in just one in one particular location in the enterprise that allows uh, organizations, enterprise organizations, or enterprise or organizations of any size that can actually uh, uh, utilize our technology in a way that it centralizes the 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 utilization and access of this information. It collapses the management silos to actually provide better management and access and control of that information in a large or, or highly scalable type of architecture, which is something that you need, right? It's something that you can, you know, when you talk about storing information, managing information, you can expect things to grow and continue to grow. And one of the things that nobody wants to do is, you know, rip and replace and buy new things all the time and become more, right. and more, more and more expensive. Exactly. Now, so that's one aspect from the uh, technology side, right? So now you have the ability to also look at the information by having to move your data to different places, which expose you to risk and cut, you know, solve the problem of the issue with the whole copy uh, issue that, that is um, kind of exposed there. Now with right systems, what we do is that we provide the technology, right? Systems has the knowledge and the capabilities to understand um, our technology effectively. And with the focuses, with the different focus and dis- disciplines that right system is uh, well-versed in, in terms of storage, compute, networking, and all the things that are required with cloud delivery related stuff too. It helps customers by not only understanding the technology, knowing how to deploy and implement the technology, but also how to solve or apply the technology to a problem within the business. All right, that's very key and important in, in doing something like this because it's not always about the tools that you have, the technology, if you don't implement them in the right place. So having a partner or someone who can actually has the skill sets and the, the awareness to know where these sort of new technology and capabilities could be applied to deliver value to a business is extremely, extremely important. Do our engineers at Rice Systems um, find this problem after an assessment 
at a customer's business? What what do the initial assessments look like? How does a customer know, I guess, going into this? Is this something that they need? Do we, you know, suggest it to most businesses? How how does that process work? So the process which works best is which is the, the way in which our system takes, you know, approaches the the sort of uh, the solution. So it's basically a taking a consultative approach to identifying a problem, right? Being able to identify where the issues are, where they lie, and how to, to and how to actually address them. Just not, and not only with the technology, because obviously the technology is going to be the, the sort of the means to get to the end. But understanding that, being able to perform discoveries and see where the challenges are are kind of being exposed, where the issues, where the contention ex- exists, how to reduce or how to implement or or, or effectively um, impact in a positive way the the way in which the information is being accessed process stored and all those things and being able to identify what value can be delivered through the business in that particular case. But this this is done in a in an approach where is in the discovery approach where not only does the right system team has the ability to design and implement the solution, but it's also looking at how can the operating procedures, the functions can be also um, streamlined to make things a lot better in that particular way. And it's not just the knowledge of the technology that makes that happen. It's just the, also the, the efficiency and expertise in the different areas where this uh, becomes uh, a major issue, which is why, you know, having the, the, the experience and the customers that actually focus on the, on the different disciplines, such as storage and computing, network and cloud, which I mentioned, makes it uh, easier to, to deliver a message to our cost to the customers and to also to discover where the potential challenges might rely might be, because actually those are the areas where this sort of approach uh, and this problem we're trying to fix uh, exists. Right. That makes sense. Thank you. Uh, so is, is mass data fragmentation or do people call it MDF? <laughs> mass data fragmentation? Well, you know how everything has to have an acronym. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's cool to just say MDF. I mean, it's a mouthful to say mass data fragmentation, <laughs> yes. but if you show up to some sort of uh, customer or some sort of a conference, you say, hey, listen, I'm going to, try, I'm going to solve your MDF problem. Excuse me. You'll get that. But um, uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it's at least it's good to have a, a name to it, but the MDF is just as good as mass data fragmentation. It just depends who you're talking to. So is mass data fragmentation a problem only in the public cloud and not in private or hybrid clouds? I feel like I read that somewhere, possibly somewhere on the internet, so you know it must be true, or <laughs> maybe on, on the Cohesity website. But is that is that a fact? I, I don't think we have that in our website. Probably the prob- not. <laughs> the problem of mass data fragmentation is everywhere. Um, and now in this uh, multi-cloud world, it's going to be it is uh, even greater. So initially, before cloud became usable as now, as much as it is now, uh, this problem, the majority of this problem exists in the private infrastructure, private data centers. It's been going on forever. But the issue with cloud is the same because it's not that we're, you're not going to solve the problem by utilizing a cloud resource to mitigate the mass data fragmentation problem. Putting data somewhere else, it's, it's yet again doing the same thing, adding to that, because that, like I said before, you're going to have more copies of information for a different purpose of the system, a different management system. So you're expanding, extending that. And now you are at risk because the true and full control of that is not always going to be up to the organization or the customer because you're depending on somebody else's service and you're going to rely on SLAs to get access, availability, and all this stuff that, you know, the services that are provided. Now, the 
the some of the factors that add that are additional per se additional to to public clouds or in this multi-cloud world is obviously the complexity in which the information needs to be now stored, transfer access, and all that because you know every cloud infrastructure is different, so it requires a different skill set, different uh, knowledge, different probably potentially different type of you know employee or something like that to kind of manage that. There's also the risks that are exposed to depending on accessibility, depending on security, and obviously this is one of the things that you know has uh, depending on the organization's business, their their compliance and regulations become uh, challenging because of the the lack of potential, you know, full control access they have to these types of uh, environments when it comes to their their information. Uh, the cost of storing information and, and then taking advantage of one of these uh, public cloud services, you know, there there could be an argument made for comparison between, you know, what it costs on premises to what it costs on a public cloud to store information. And the reality is there's some really great solutions out there, but around when it comes to having access, being able to satisfy and meet compliant regulations. Um, there are a lot of challenges that are exposed there. So the cost, when you look at it, is not necessarily always based on the resources that are being used, but also what it takes to get access to them again in, in the sense of people access, potential compliance violations and all that. So there's a lot of things that come into play there that are, you know, they're not only just unique, to the public clouds, but also, you know, the, the same in terms of the, they're new to applicable multi public clouds than it is to on-premises because on-premises potentially, you know, organizations have more control, obviously, in, in the systems that are owned by them. But public cloud is not a solution for, uh, for, for this, mm-hmm. for this particular problem. And Cohesity's solution is a multi-cloud type of platform that delivers, you know, a, 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 the answer for, for this particular approach so that an organization that chooses to have information on premises, but also needs to have it out on a public cloud because of whatever the reason might be, you have the extensibility of the same platform that you can use on premises on any of the available public clouds today with a centralized management component so that that is the other piece where things get lost. There's a lot of risks in terms of management and being able to keep data and, and information accessible and in compliance and all the things that need to be done. So in that particular case, that's one of the other pieces that need to be, that are required and needed very much to, to sort of attack the mass data fragmentation problem. It really seems like Cohesity basically cornered the market with this issue, which is great. So Cohesity is definitely going places, making big moves. Where do you see Cohesity ultimately going um, in taking right systems along for the ride? Wow, that's, to be honest, um, that almost changes for me, uh, I would say maybe every every three months or so, every time, every time we do a, a new release. Um, look, we're, we're lucky that when... When I first joined Cohesity, I, I had one conversation with our CEO and I saw more than what was available then. And it's now becoming that. Um, we're lucky that Mohit has, you know, the visibility and the vision that he's had, that he's had and several things that he's done. Because initially, Cohesity was identified as a data protection company type of solution. From day one, I never saw it as that. I saw beyond what data protection was and what he was actually trying to go after. Putting all those pieces together and addressing the mass data fragmentation problem is a much bigger thing, a bigger play than probably general public you know, saw. Um, it takes a ground up sort of approach to do this because Cohesity is going to be much more than, than what it was perceived as initially. Uh, you know, we have today a number of solutions that address 
a number of problems in the enterprise with relations to data management. And doing that, it extends the company's capabilities in terms of the product and solutions that they're, 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 we're able to produce and provide. From a you know, corner in the market perspective, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes you, you, you try to solve a problem. You're the first one there and you have sort of the lead and you try to solve that and kind of move ahead. And that's kind of like what we do. And so when it comes to this particular problem, the number of capabilities and the problems that the platform and, and what Cohesity offers today is applicable to many use cases related to the management of information, whether it be on-premises, in public clouds. Where Right System can go uh, along with cohesity in this is the fact that they have the expertise, the knowledge, the the, the relationships with the right uh, customers to obviously um, kind of extend and identify where we can actually provide some type of value. And when it comes to corre- the correction or the attempt to correct the mass data fragmentation problem, every business is going through this. Everyone has this problem, whether it be with the protection of information, the, mo- uh, the movement of information, the migration of information, regardless of what it is. We it doesn't tackle- matter the size at all of the company. I mean, this happens with every company. Correct, well- correct, correct. This is not, you know, you know, Cohesity is aimed and targeted to the enterprise, but the enterprise is defined based on the size of a company and what they do. But to be honest with you, how valuable is the data that you have? That is, you know, the most valuable asset that any business can have. Absolutely. And if the if what you hold and store is extremely valuable and profitable, you may want to take the right approach to make sure that your information is properly managed and eliminate all these problems that become, you know, uh, that are that, that surface because of this sort of problem. Um, you know, the, the future for Cohesity is bright. Uh, we're, you know, we started focusing on, on one of the components of the platform, which is the data protection piece, which we solved that. We have an incredibly efficient solution there, cloud ready, all this thing, all these problems that were exposed by, you know, by the demands of the newer business today, what we have to satisfy. And Right System is the right partner to kind of take us to the right places to do that. So we provide the technology. Right System has the expertise and the implementation capabilities and the deep knowledge of, you know, the customer's environments and know how to actually be successful when it comes to proposing or, or, or presenting something like this. That's something that for Cohesity, for us, it's invaluable being able to partner with resources like yourself to actually uh, look at us as a trusted advisor so that we can both take, um, you know, take our customers' problems and try to make them go away as much as we possibly can. Yeah, we definitely make a good team. It's always nice to work with you all. I agree. (laughs) So what interested you in working with Cohesity? What brought you here now as the global field CTO? Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, so so I spent about uh, 11 years uh, of my life working at VMware. Um, and we try to address a problem, an infrastructure problem there and the, the business unit that I was, which is, had to do with convergence. Obviously, Mohit was the one who invented that whole sort of uh, business space and kind of thing when he founded uh, Nutanix. Mm-hmm. Um, so we solved the problem in terms of management, uh, integration and things of like that nature from an infrastructure side. One conversation with, with, with Mohit, Mohit um, created something that I needed for one of the products we were working on at uh, VMware. So we try to, I try to create some sort of like partnership use, whatever, acquire this company, whatever, we obviously couldn't do that. Um, so after speaking with Mohit and see what he was trying to accomplish, one, one conversation, and I immediately saw beyond uh, what was currently available. And is when, when I tell you it's game changing, it's, it's, it's an understatement. 
because think about what what the, in, the the vision and the ambition to deliver with this platform is this address the management of information which today uh, the demand for or the expectations on data growth is something that is to be honest i think is not humanly possible to manage it it's, it requires a lot of sensitive touches and as humans, we're probably the highest risk when it comes to managing information. So being able to see the potential, where this was going, the problems that this would solve, how big it is, how it's going to be, and how significant it will be, I wanted to be part of that. And I wanted to sort of, you know, we I was part of one innovation on one side at one company. I was like, this was an opportunity to actually make a bigger impact on something that, on a problem that is affecting everyone um, in the world, and it's not going to go away. So we're there's an opportunity to do that and kind of grow and see where we take this. Yeah. So ultimately you're helping people, which is a good takeaway. Absolutely. I mean, just think about, let me give you a real world example of why this kind of approach and this stuff matters. So we recently, well, not too recently, but I actually made some statements that got me into a little bit of a thing on Twitter mm-hmm. because of, because I kind of foresaw something happening. So here's the thing. So we have, I'm sure you guys heard of WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. What do you think these guys get access to those documents when they get access to? Oh, well, it's everywhere all over the cloud, I'm sure. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, companies, the government, whoever claims to have these documents and their data protected in one location. Lies, right? They happen to be a copy somewhere, someone somewhere. So someone's, you know, an astute person, hacker or whatever, gets access to one of these environments, one of those systems. There's a copy of that document there that wasn't protected or wasn't deleted or whatever. Um, and that's one great example of how information gets out there. Right, because it's just it's just in so many places and so many different copies that it becomes very challenging to keep it secure and you know uh, maintain control of it. And that's one of the things that you know that that made me sort of sparked interest in me increased immediately. Um, and we those are some of the things that we're trying to that we're solving actually, and we're, we're kind of continuing evolving and doing that because now not only do we have the ability to give you a place where your data can be stored for long periods of time effectively, securely, efficiently. But now we're also giving you the ability to no longer do you have to move your data to a place you want to, you know, to, to give it an application access to it, to process it or to look at it. Why not look at the information where it sits, where you securely, where you have a secure store and you manage it, where you can now run an application on top of this platform at the same time or look at it directly so that you can eliminate those potential risks that come along with, you know, copying information to another system because you want to run some sort of analytics and look at it there and then copy it back and delete it and all that. that all those processes kind of become a risk for the access of information and management of information. So imagine that and what's possible and how this continues to grow. This is what I foresaw before early in the early days and still, still, and this is just the beginning. It's still growing and it's going to do a lot more. That's what got me here. Great. And then for everyone who's listening, his Twitter is at punching clouds. Rollinson has over 11,000 followers and is great at posting consistently and is really <laughs> worth following. <laughs> so <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, so I want to end on a little bit of a lighter note. Uh, we're, we're trying this new thing on this series where we ask a, it's a, not a technical question, I would say. <laughs> it's more of a fun one. Mm-hmm. But um, so if, if you were stranded on a desert island and can only choose one movie and it's not Castaway, what would you pick? Wedding Crashers. Why? It's fun because, <laughs> because I live by, I live by um, Chad's rules. <laughs> I want to ask what Chad's rules are, but I can't remember if they're PG. 
they are PG, but the last thing you want is, you know, rule number 15. You don't want to, you may want to have a stage five clinger when you're stuck alone on an island. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Okay. Um, good answer. See, my, my answer um, is, is pet detective. Hmm. Hold on a second. Let me think. Let me see if I can see Would why. Would you carry? Oh. Yeah. No, oh, come on. You don't have to tell me what that is. Oh, because it's the world's funniest movie, of course. Sure. <laughs> I would think. I would think if you're like. I would think if you're in a deserted island, I would. This would have been my maybe potentially my second choice would be Gladiator. Oh well, I can see you, that. You want to survive, right? It's practical. Yeah. <laughs> see, mine's just to escape, escape reality. Yeah, wedding crashes is perfect. all right so just again uh rollinson's twitter is at punching clouds and if you have any questions about rate systems or cohesity solutions you're always welcome to drop us a message on our contact us page you can also message us on instagram facebook linkedin or twitter we are at rate systems inc Thanks for listening to Right Way Tech Radio. Be sure to visit www.rightsys.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-Y-S.com for more information on how we can help you and your business.